Welcome, boys and ghouls. It's Freaky Friday time with your hosts, Jake and Jesse. Enjoy if you dare. You better wake up, motherfucker. It's Freaky Friday, motherfucker. The world you live in is just a sugar-coated topping, motherfucker. There is another world beneath it, the real world. And if you want to survive it, you better learn to pull the trigger, motherfucker. This sounds like sounds like Blade starring Samuel L. Jackson. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, bud, right? Had enough of these motherfucking vampires in this motherfucking city. <laughs> I hate motherfucking vampires on a fucking plane. Oh, <laughs> uh, mate, what's cracking? <clears throat> oh, dude, nothing too thrilling. What's going yeah. on? You're we're just we're just getting uh, uh, getting all that shit together for Comic Con. Yeah, we're just getting all con crazy, dude. Um, yeah, just been fucking all day, just fucking scampering away, just getting stuff ready for. Capricorn and Glad Popcorn and then Oz Comic Con and oh, yeah, right. me, me and Adam are just getting everything ready for uh, for Comic Con. We got um, we're gonna have some cool uh, flyers. We're gonna have nice. stickers. We're gonna nice. have uh, art cards. So yeah, good shit. <clears throat> All kinds of funky shit. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, should um. Yeah, I just that that just got an idea in my head. Production meeting, folks. Don't, don't mind us. <laughs> should probably get some Freaky Friday rad or Freaky Rad sort of promo stuff to give away to the kids as well. Yeah, we totally should. Yeah. All right. Cool. Put that yeah, in. Yeah, we should some, some some of those funky uh, funky little promo things that Kel's put together and. Yeah, 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 I can say, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, anyway, Freaky Friday, let's get all horror-tastic straight into it. Um, fucking, yeah, Cigarettes and Silver Bullets is coming along fucking at a howling good rate, yeah? Oh, dude, it's it's looking fucking cool. It's looking I'm real cool. I'm loving the Pete Steele fucking <laughs> little tribute, man. Oh, that dude. Pretty, that, yeah. that, that last panel that Adam drew on page five, I'm just like, oh, dude, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. That's boss level shit. It's good, man. <laughs> and the, real, the really cool thing is, like, after page five, that's when all the really fun shit starts that's where shit just starts going it's like yeah and I, I know like god god bless adam it's like i know he's just like dying to just dive in and just draw some carnage and just some 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 werewolf fucking mayhem and it's like can we can we can, can i oh sorry i was gonna say can we throw a pepsi challenge at it can you like get one panel where a werewolf just fucking guts a Morrissey looking dude. <laughs> I think we should chuck that into like the. Uh, it'll probably be an issue two or three when they're in LA. Nice, <clears throat> nice. Because uh, yeah, there's a there's a really fun scene at a, a vampire club, much oh, like the yeah. the movie that we're talking about this week. Yeah, it's a really fun scene with a vampire club. So I'm I'm totally mm. sure we can chuck a Morrissey looking 
motherfucker in there for like you know yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah he's just dying to dive into like you know drawing like some full-on werewolf mayhem and it's just like yeah but you know here's like five pages of setup and dialogue <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question uh, you know creative talk right now so how is this process um for you i know i know it's all kinds of exciting so i'm answering my own question here but for, for our beloved listeners out there how is how are you enjoying the process watching your script come to life on these pages Man, I was literally having <clears throat> this conversation uh, the other day with um, oh, who was I talking to? I was talking to B, or I was talking to R- I was I was talking to someone about it, and because um, we we're talking about like um, you know this versus you know writing movies and stuff like that, and I was just, I was like, man, I am enjoying making comics so much more than I have with writing films and it's like you know because you know we're talking about stuff it's like i've got i've got like productions that like literally owe me money for writing scripts and like you know for one reason or another like i ain't seen shit and it's it's so frustrating because it's like you know a lot of the time you're working on these things and you're doing it as work for hire and it's not really your jam. You're just, you're doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't hate the work. Cause it's like, you know, you're writing. So it's well, like, cause you write, you, your name's attached to it. So you want to produce it and write a pretty fucking good piece of work. Well, that's exactly it, man. And a lot of the time it's like, you know, you're writing this stuff and it's, it's not really your jam, but you know, you're doing it to get paid. Cause like, Hey, mm-hmm. it gigs a gig. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you're not seeing anything from it, and you know you're you're dealing with producers who like have to have their two cents worth in. And, you know, then you're dealing with everyone else that wants to like put their five cents in, and oh, but what if you wrote this and what if you wrote that? And I'm just going to rework your dialogue. It's like you literally paid me to write this thing, and now you want to rewrite it. Like, yeah, yeah. Why? And yeah. it's just. It's so, like, man, working on films can just be so, like, I shouldn't bitch, but it really can be frustrating, especially, like, you know, when you're just like, okay, look, I'm just, I'm doing this gig, and I'm doing it for a paycheck, and it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, this sort of ties into the whole writer's strike thing that's mm. got at the moment. It's like, you know, you don't value us. Like, very few productions value the right. They say they do, but they don't. Because <laughs> it's like... That's how I feel well, sometimes at conventions. I, I feel like sometimes... <laughs> I, and don't get me wrong, the writers do get credited, like the authors and stuff, but we get a bit of love. But, um, yeah, it's usually the, the artists that get all the, the love and the writer, you know, when when you when they, you know, the average Joe goes, oh, did you draw this? And you're like, no, I wrote it. And then, oh, okay. It's kind of like, <laughs> what, so I'm not cool because I'm the writer? Oh, yeah, you only I imagine this shit. <laughs> The artist wouldn't have fucking done this if I hadn't told them. Well, that's, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, you, you, you sit there sometimes as a, as a writer, especially for films and stuff, and you're sitting there and you're like, you've laid the foundation. Exactly. And you're, you're like, you know, actors are getting money and editors are getting money and, you know, special effects guys are getting money and that. And you're just forgotten. And it's just like, you're sort of sitting there thinking like, Guys, if I hadn't done my job, you wouldn't have shit to do. Yeah. And you just kind of like sitting there going, can I, can I get 
uh, some pay. Can I get a sandwich? <laughs> can you can you like i don't know mail me like a slice of the lasagna that you guys had for lunch on set that day yeah. uh, just Leftovers. anything please <laughs> and you know you just you always get bullshit at this it's like oh yeah no your, your work is so good it's like well if it's that fucking good pay me yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the thing is it's like doing doing the comic has just been so just pure fun like it is. Know, but people people that know me have like commented like they're like dude you seem to be really enjoying doing this more than you have on yeah. any film you've worked yeah. on and i really have because it's just it's just it's so simple it's just like i write the script you know give it to adam adam does his magic on it i get to see the pages as they come in it's just it's a great collaboration because it's like Hey, dude, what do you think of this? You know, do you think I should go this or this? And it's just like, man, I fucking love literally everything you're doing. Um, let me put on my fucking, you know, my critical hat and think, uh, maybe that looks a bit better composition-wise than that mm. one does for these reasons. And, you know, man, we just like back and forth on shit. And it's just, it's just like collaboration at its most pure level, like everything it fucking should be. There's yeah, no absolutely. bullshit involved. It's just... Yeah. It's just fun, and you know, you're getting to see like the the great thing about doing comics. Um, <laughs> and this, this will probably be like a, a preview of our panel. <laughs> is that like you don't have to worry about budget or any bullshit like that. It's just no. like it's purely the only constraints are like the artist's imagination and your own imagination. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to sit there like you don't have some fucking penny-pinching dickhead fucking sitting on your shoulder going, oh, you can't afford to do this. What if you did this? And, mm. oh, you know, we, we, we've, you've, you've got to, like, you know, we can't shoot this day. We've got to shoot this day. And mm. you're just like, but the fucking, this is perfect right now. Why can't I do it now? Oh, because of these fucking 800 fucking bullshit reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's so, it's just pure creativity with comics and there's no budget, there's no nothing. It's just like, it's so fucking fun, man. It's so like, much more creative yeah. and satisfying well, than anything else I've done. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like, um, like I, I have a great relationship with, with my guys, you know, like Dean and is, um, you know, I, I, I go back to him and I'll, I'll give him the most minuscule critical um, things to fix up. It's like, oh, just adjust the eyes in this or add a bit more blood in here. They're, they're great little problems to have. And uh, and I feel like with the comic side of it, it's, um, yeah, you don't have that overbearing shadow or weight on your shoulders telling you, oh, you know, we can't afford to do this many panels or this many pages. It's, you're, you're kind of, especially as an indie creator, you're the boss, you're in the driver's seat. So... Well, and yeah. that's the cool thing, man. Yeah. It's like we, we have no – there's no deadline to meet. It's like no. literally like, no, you know what? We're going to finish this fucking comic. We're going to mm -hmm. have it completed, good to go, yep. and then we'll put it out. And, you like, know, that got, way, yeah. it's done, you know? Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of conventions that I'm doing this year, but at no point am I thinking to myself, oh, fuck, I've got to get this finished and this finished by this time. I, I don't do that kind of pressure to myself. It's like, 
I'm doing it, I'll present what I have and, and I'll share what I feel is, you know, it's right. It's right to be shared at the right time, you know? Yeah, man. Well, and it's like, look, I love making movies. Like, I really do. But, yeah. you know, we, we, we've talked about this before, but it's just... I can't it, wait till we make a movie. It can be so <laughs> heartbreaking, like, if you don't have everyone on the same page it's like yeah i've used this analogy before but it's like you you go into these things and you want to make jaws you're like you're you're going into it you're like i want to make jaws i want to make this great classic timeless film that's you know fun and entertaining and all the things that I, i want i want it to be the absolute best and if you walk out of the end of the filming and production process with Sharknado, mm. you're kind of doing okay. Like, because it's well, just, just like it's a never ending sea. Like, I mean, my experience, like, I'm sure there's indie filmmakers out there that have had great experiences oh. making indie films. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they didn't make them in Brisbane. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, my experience has just been, it is just a never ending sea of compromise and just, you know, you, you, you're, 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 you're shooting for the stars and you, you hit the roof, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny because I mean, you know, you've only got to listen to our Jaws episode where we talked about, you know, Steven Spielberg going in, ready to film all these scenes with this big mechanical shark. The shark doesn't work. It's like, okay, we've got to improvise. And mm. they just, using nothing more than the power of imagination, they just created uh, one of the, the best thrilling fucking horror movies of all time. Well, that's opinion. the thing. And I mean, you know, the, 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 the issue often, and I've, I've talked... You know, I've talked with, with friends about this, like actors and, you know, other writers and directors and stuff like that. Mm. And the, the problem is, man, is that sometimes it is so hard just to get everyone on the same page because, you know, especially when you're making an indie film, you get all of these people who they're only in it. Like, you, you, you know, very, very few times will you get people that are there for the art and because they believe in the story. Yeah. Um, you know, it's so hard because it's like, you know, I've, I've talked to like an actor friend of mine and, and she has the same problem and her and I mm. are just like, man, we should just fucking just throw caution to the wind and say, fuck it. And just go make something that we want to make somehow. Um, yeah. but like, you know, cause, cause we've worked together on a few things and, we, we always come out of it just feeling so discouraged and disheartened because you get all these people that are there just because they think, oh, you know, I'll take this thing. I don't really give a fuck about it. But if it hits it big, then my name's attached to it. Yeah. Like, they're not there because they genuinely love the script or believe in it well, or want to tell a good story. They're using it as networking things yeah. as well. I hear that a lot. You know, they're just networking, trying to just get their next opportunity, you know. They're just waiting for that next golden ticket moment. I, I get that, but I just think, like, that is just the wrong way to get on a project. I think so. Like, I, think I just so. think, like, if you don't believe in it, if you're just there to use it as an opportunity, you're not going to give everything to it that mm. it deserves. 
deserves. And if you're not going to give everything to something that it deserves, if you're just going to be like half in, like, you know, yeah, you're, you're probably going to do an okay job, but, you know, if this is someone's passion project, like if this is something that someone really cares about and really wants to make good, how dare you show up and just do an okay job? Yeah, you, you should show up and... Like, I, I just believe, like, you should show up and give it a fucking million percent. Yeah, like, give it a good nudge. If, if, you're not, if you're not there for the right reasons and you're not there because you love what you're creating and what you're doing, just fuck off. You know, like, let, let someone who does care about it step into your place. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I've, I've, like, talked to so many people. It's just like, you know, oh, you know, my fucking I'm doing this and fucking you know this this guy's only showing up because he's getting paid and this guy's only showing up because he's getting paid and a lot of the time like you know if you're the writer on these things you're just like dude you're not paying me why is this fuckhead taking your money like you're you're just sitting there going like dude I like helped you build like I helped you build the foundation for your house it's like you know you're you're not paying the guys that are laying the concrete but you're already paying the guys that are doing the curtains and you haven't built fucking windows yet like what the fuck (laughs) yeah it's a weird fucking thing that it's um yeah it's a weird thing yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, you can talk ages about this shit. Man. Oh, you could, but I mean, that's that's the joy of doing doing the. Comics. But yeah, back to our original point: the joy of making comics is fucking. And th- th- this is something, yeah, sneak preview. What we're going to talk about at our panel it's it's fucking it's euphoric. It's ah, uh, it's soul food, dude. Well, it is, man, because it's just it just it really just I don't know reinvigorates your creativity and stuff. Um, mm. Like you just sort of like, I don't know. It's it's like you just sort of sit there and think like you know because I've I've sort of chat, chatted with Adam about like you know, I mean kind of getting the cart ahead of the horse, but it's like mm. I'm just like dude, you know, once this one's done, man, if it goes well, like you know, we could do like these other three things, and he's just like fuck yeah. that, like. But that, that's good that that enthusiasm is coming out already. You know, that's a, that's a good thing. You know, um, I think it's great, and hold on to that enthusiasm. You know, like I'm, I'm always, I'm, my brain is always like that because I'm just like, I don't think, you know, so many guys just talk about things in the, in the moment, like one comic and I'm going, yeah, cool. I'm also thinking of X, Y, and Z in, um, yeah, the next projects two months down the track, you know. It's, well, um, it's one of those things, man, where it's just like... You know, and me and Adam have talked about this as well. It's like I could, I could go out there now, and I could, mm-hmm. I could pull to I, if I work my ass off, mm-hmm. and I've done it before. Mm-hmm. I could probably pull together a movie version of Cigarettes and Silver Bullets, or like a concept trailer. And I can tell you right now, it would be shit. It would be unwatchable dog shit because I wouldn't be able to get the actors I want. I wouldn't be able to do the effects the way I want to do them. You know, it would be disastrous. It would be terrible. But with the comic, I can do it exactly the way I envision it. Um, you know, I can and work. That's the best with, part when you see it. You know, right. I could work with like working with Adam is like working with like a really great director of photography who's just mm-hmm. you know giving you these 
you know, you're basically saying, I kind of want this or mm. I want this. And he's just giving you these amazing shots that are just fucking gorgeous uh, and better than anything you could imagine. And, you know, I can sit there and say to him, like, hey, you know that the drug dealer that they kill at the start? I want him to kind of look like a 70s Mr. T and like that that big pimp, <laughs> that big African-American pimp motherfucker from Dario cool. Argento's Demons. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Adam's just like, yep, totally get it. Gives you the character design. You're just like, oh, fuck, dude, that looks amazing. You know, so it's like I, I'm I'm basically getting to do this story exactly the way I want to do it. So for me, it's just kind of like I'm putting the most perfect version of my story out there, um, you know, and it will be out there forever. And it doesn't, if someone, you know, oh, fuck, fingers crossed, someone reads it and some fucking bunch of assholes come along and go, oh, hey, we want to turn this into a movie. Here's a pile of money. I'm just Mm. like, cool, go for it. You know what? If you fuck it up and it's terrible and you completely change everything, I don't give a shit. I'm over here counting my money and looking at my fucking graphic novel of it, which is already out there and is exactly the way I want it to be. So go ahead, ruin it. Carl yeah, Charlotte totally. LaBeouf is my werewolf. Go for it. Totally. You know, have mm. Morrissey on the soundtrack. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on, moving on to in comic um, news. Uh, well, not comic news. I, I just want to dive straight into it. I, I want to just fucking get straight into it. Fucking... What is your earliest fucking or favorite memories of Blade in a comic book? I vaguely remember uh, my my earliest solid memory of Blade as a comic book um, is not Tomb of Dracula. I had right. read I had read a few Tomb of Draculas like here and there as a kid. Yeah. Um, like from the seventies when Blade was like full on seventies funk soul brother with the afro and you know, he's like nailing honeys in his New York apartment and shit like that. <laughs> he was he was totally like fucking the Marvel version of like Black Belt Jones or something oh, like totally that. He, he was totally there as a cash in on like the black exploitation yeah. cinema like he was fucking trend of the seventies. Bad motherfucker. He was, man. He was, like, shaft crossed with fucking, yeah. you know, the Mac or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, my my first real, like, experience with Blade was Night Stalkers in the early 90s. Wowzers. That's you cool. Know, like, during, during the whole, like, Rise of the Midnight Suns thing. I think that was pretty much mine as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was sort of like the groundwork for Blade as we know, except that Blade in Night Stalkers was fucking psycho. Like, he was, he was kind of great because it's like when you first meet him in Night Stalkers, he's like coming out of an insane asylum and like Mm. he's ready to kill Hannibal King at the drop of a hat and Frank Drake and Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze and anyone else that fucking looks at him sideways. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, Dude, like you're kind of like Frank Castle and Wolverine would look at you and go, "Jesus, man, calm down." Yeah. <laughs> Even that would take a step back. Go, whoa, you, dude, just chill for a minute, stabby guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the comics, man, Blade fucking rules. All right, he was fucking like, yeah, like you say, in the early seven in the seventies and stuff, he was like Black Belt Jones mixed with Shaft and just 
all badass motherfucker. But then in the 90s, he just turned into this fucking just melancholy fucking, I don't know, man, just real fucking badass. And I think that was the tone of most of those characters of the yeah, 90s. Yeah. I, mean, I, I remember, like, it's funny to me that Blade has never had a really successful ongoing series. Not consistent, no. No, like he's never been very had, inconsistent. Yeah, like he's never had. Um, yeah, he's had some great comics, and like he's been a yeah. great. Well, I mean, you know, Night Stalkers wasn't his comic; he was just part of a team. Like you know, Tomb of Dracula, yeah. he was a supporting character. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like every time he's had an ongoing series, it hasn't really worked. And even when the movies got popular, it's like. Yeah, I remember chatting to a friend going, man, I wish Blade had a comic that was half as good as these movies. <laughs> well, you think it would, it, like, honestly, like, the amount of vampire comics that have come out, and it's like, Blade's kind of one of the OG comic characters well, of it's that funny, vampire man, mythology. Like, I got the first issue of the new Blade comic, and it, right. it was really weird to me, because, like, you know how Marvel are doing, like, the legacy numbering? Yes, yeah. And it's like, you know, oh, it's issue 25 of Amazing Spider-Man, but it's actually issue, you know, 927, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, it's like the fucking... Every every comic has a new number one, like, <laughs> months these days, like... Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, Blade's legacy numbering, the new number one, it's like only issue 29. Mm. <laughs> it's like, okay. you mean to tell me there's literally only been, like, 28 single issues of a Blade comic before this. And he had a lot of, like, I remember in the 90s, man, like, there was some, like, there were, you know, a new Blade series announced and stuff like that. Mm. And, like, issue one or two came out and it got cancelled. Like, I remember there's a really great one-shot that I've got in um, a trade paperback of a bunch of 90s Blade comics that came out, um... I think it came out like early, late last year. Yeah. Uh, and there was a really great one shot that I used to have that came out just before the first movie dropped uh, that Bart Sears drew. That was just a really cool Blade in New Orleans story. Um, and then like, he, he did some cool guest appearances. Like he popped up in issue four of Gambit, which was a really cool one shot story uh, just after the movie came out. Um, you know, and this trade paperback that I got, man, it's it's crazy because it's like, it's like it's that one shot, and then it's like you know issue one and two of this series, and then there's like a note that like you know oh this was cancelled and the story was never finished, or mm. oh this story got finished in fucking Strange Tales issue five or some shit like that. So yeah, it's it's Blades had a very inconsistent hit and miss comic history. Um, I just wonder he's always, why he's always been a cool character, but I just feel like. No one really knows how to make him work. He's just not like what they, I, I don't know. He's just one of them characters that just, I don't know. He just doesn't have the strength to hold it on his own in a regular series. Like, you know, like he's up there with, you know, like uh, fucking Night Thrasher and even Nova for, Nova had a bit more of a longer run even in the 70s. But well, Nova's but, had like way more, like, I mean, he had like a great 30, 40 issue comic series, like in yeah. the early 2000s after Annihilation. Yeah. Like, he had 25 like, like issues. Like, yeah. yeah. But guys like Blade, they just don't get the, the fucking longevity. And do you think it's because of the source material? Like, just because they're sort of limited to vampires and 
No, I, honestly, the I honestly think they just there's there's too many like they just get the wrong writer or the wrong writer and artist team. I mean, I remember there was a really great. Well, it started off strong. It was a great mm. little. I think it went for about twelve issues, but the art on it just didn't work. Like yeah. they had Howard Chaykin drawing Blade, and it's like he's a great artist, but he just doesn't fit for Blade's mm. character. And then there was like, you know, there was a great series that had a great artist on there. Like I think Bart Sears was on the art. It ran for about six issues. But, you know, the, the writing was just like, oh, Blade's, you know, oh, we're putting him in with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all this shit and we're going to give him a yeah, arm. Like, it's just like, look, the, Blade, Blade as a comic character is kind of like Terminator or Aliens or Predator as a movie franchise. Like, it should be the easiest thing in the world to get right, but some people just keep fucking it up by overcomplicating it. Yeah. Or, it's just like, I, feel, I feel like he needs a couple little jolts of creative bliss. Like, you know, like some, you know how we've talked in recent episodes about crossovers? Do mm. something like Blade and Vampirella or Blade meets 30 Days of Night. You know, something cool like that. Well, that's the thing. It's like he's such a great character and such a mm. badass character, which these movies that we're going to talk about show. Mm. It's just like, guys, just transport. Tra- it's it's literally the opposite of what we usually bitch about with comic book movies. It's like where it's just like, just take what's on the page and put it on the screen. With with Blade, it's like, guys, take what's on the screen, put it yeah. on the fucking page. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's kind of an interesting uh, discussion we're about to get into. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very, yeah, it's usually the other way around, but in this case, it's um, yeah, it's the, quite the opposite. And well, yeah, I'm, he's, I'm, he's I'm just, really interested. Yeah, man, he's just such a great character that just should be so easy to get right, but for some reason they just keep kind of messing it up. And the funny thing is that like. You you see other writers like um I remember when uh, I think it was uh Victor Gishler talked over X Men and did mm. the um Curse of the Mutants story arc, right which was basically like X Men versus vampires yeah and, and Blade showed up to team up with them and man he wrote the most badass Blade it was awesome um and even Jason Aaron like having Blade in the Avengers which shouldn't work like yep. it should not work at all but it did and it was really cool. And you're just like, oh, man, just fucking give these guys a Blade ongoing series. Like, fuck the Avengers off. Who cares about them? Yeah. Fucking do Blade. Like, because yeah. he's a great... Like, Blade should essentially be like... like, And this is not a thing that I'm about to say, but it's like, he should be like the black supernatural vampire-killing Punisher. Like... Well, you know, yeah, like, that, that's... Like, like without getting... Have, yeah, without getting politically correct. Yeah, that's... Like, he should have... He should have that character's longevity. Like, mm. because it's like, you know, it's like, okay, the Punisher is like this violent anti-hero who kills criminals because he hates them. Guess what? Blade is a violent anti-hero who kills vampires because he hates them. Yeah. Fucking, dude, you, what, like, give me, like, fucking a Blade Punisher Max series or something. Like, Please. You know, like... How good would that be? Do something like that. Like, this character is so fucking cool. <laughs> and it's kind of criminal that he hasn't had 
a really awesome comic run. Yet. I know it's fucked, and I, I can't I can't stop thinking about that's that fucking infamous scene from Lethal Weapon too, like, and just trying to it's, mix it's, it in with the comics. You kind of like. You have to, like, and, you know, this is, again, like, he, there's no fucking racism on this show. No, like, no, there's not. Unless, no. unless you're Morrissey, we don't hate anyone. Um, but you kind of have to wonder, is it, like, a bit of, like, you know, kind of, is there a bit of a racist thing going on there where it's just, like, my question. you know, comic readers... I mean, I mean, and I don't want to like, look, I can't sit here and say, oh, comic readers are predominantly white dudes, like, because they're not. There's no. loads of people of colour that love and enjoy comics. Yeah, There's absolutely. tons of incredibly talented African-American creators, yeah. you know, Asian creators, whatever. Like, there are tons of creators from all walks of life and countries. Yeah. And you just kind of like, man, why is it Blade fucking like why aren't we like why isn't he on like his fucking second leg of his punisher max run or something right. I, 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 I don't know well that's you can see him turning up you can sorry i was gonna say you can i've, I've just thought of it you can you, it's like you can't see him turn up to avengers mansion going i'm ready to join the avengers and they go you can't but why because you you, you blink you blink. Yeah. Blade going, but you've got Black Panther, and they're like, we're allowed to have one. <laughs> We've got to have one token character. It's but, like, like, he's such a... And, I mean, I, I can kind of get, like, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, people like that, like, oh, yeah, but he's rooted in that whole 70s. Play. It's like, yes, he started off as a black exploitation character, much like Iron Fist and Master of Kung Fu started off yeah. as, like, a Kung Fu exploitation sort of character. Totally. But they've, they've moved way beyond that now. Like, mm. the movies have shown that this dude has fucking legs. Like, Well, that's it, man. I mean, um, this, this trilogy shows that his character has the strength to fucking, you know, yeah, like, like really, we're about to I, explore. Yeah, man, I just really think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, because, I mean, I'm one of those guys that's like, look, man, I'm a fucking greasy-ass white boy from the suburbs. I've yeah. bought every fucking run of Blade that's ever come out. Because I'm just like, he's a fucking dude that hunts vampires. We love that's Blade. He's cool. fucking like, He's like, uh, I don't know. He's like the movie says, man, he's got, he's got all the, the strengths and characteristics of the vampire, but with none of the weaknesses. Well, he's just such an interesting character and you can go into like all the reasons why it's like, you know, there's that whole self-loathing that like, you know, he's, he's part of this species that he hates that took his like, took his mum from him and like, you know, cursed him to be what he is and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, he's kind of like turned a frown upside down and managed to use the abilities that he gained from that to hunt these fucking things and take them out. Like, I mean... Yeah, like I mean, I, I've got so much to say about the the opening of this movie when we get into it that would be so cool to translate into the comics. But like, he's such a great, rich character, and I mean, not only that, like he's cool. Like he's mm. a fucking cool looking dude. He like, is he's covered in awesome tattoos. He's got a fucking great fashion sense. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like he takes all the boxes, dude. All the boxes. He's, 
you know, he's I got I, all I, these... I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's like he's got all these awesome weapons. He's got this cool muscle car, like, you know, like, yeah, like... Let me just, ask it... you too. Um, sorry, before we get into the movie, um, let me ask, did you, because I haven't watched it, the animated movie itself. Uh, the the anime the anime is mm. really good, man. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, because I've got I've got the anime and I've got the uh, sadly very short lived uh TV series that Spike TV did. Um, in the Holy early two thousands. Um, Holy shit! I I never saw that, but I I did hear about that. Yeah, it was actually pretty good, man. It, okay, it, it sort of um. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, look, I think the problem with the TV series was that because the movies were like you know so popular in people's minds, yeah. uh, people didn't really know where the TV series was supposed to fit in because it doesn't mm. really fit into the movie chronology anywhere. Um, right. You know, you can kind of like squint and sort of go, oh, maybe this takes place before the movies or between, you know, Blade so- Blade Two. It's um, kind of like what CW did with Superman and stuff. They've kind of created this alternate universe. and Yeah, it's kind of like multiverse Blade before the yeah. multiverse was really yeah. a thing. Um, gotcha. But, you know, the dude, uh, I think it's uh, Sticky Fingers, the rapper, mm-hmm. plays Blade. He does a really good job. Like, he, he Man, rappers do really pretty well. good at these things, yeah, man. Like, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of a rapper that's done a really atrocious job. Um, the the really cool thing this was this was the really fun thing about the Blade TV series was there's a scene in there mm. uh, where you know because it's got like you know he he builds a little support network like he's got yeah. his weapons expert like who's not Whistler he's another dude um, there's a really great scene in there where this uh, ex special forces chick's investigating the death of her brother who was you know killed by this vampire clan um and she goes to see this expert and she's like oh next what are you going to tell me next werewolves are real as well and the guy turns around <laughs> and goes well actually if you want to talk about that you'd be better off speaking to my colleague mark specter and i'm just like first time watching it i fucking spazzed over it i was like oh, moon knight <laughs> blade and moon knight team and i'm like why haven't Blade and Moon Knight teamed up a bit? Right. That would be cool. But, like, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, we talked about this. Again, we talked about this in recent episodes. Back in simpler times, when we when these movies were Wild West, man, we, we got excited over just the mere mention of someone's name. Like, fucking, like, the word Metropolis. We yeah. got from City mentioned. We got excited because we knew... Yes, they recognise. They uh, they acknowledge that yeah, this is part of a bigger universe. You're like me, and you're the asshole that's like pausing the fucking computer screen in X Men Two and going, "There's Gambit's name. There's Madrox's name. Oh my <laughs> god, Franklin Richards. Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's it. I mean, whereas. You know, I'm not going to sound like a fucking old man on rocking chair, but a lot of kids today, they just kind of go. Oh yeah, another Easter egg in a fucking movie, whatever. You know, yeah. like, but back then we weren't fucking oversaturated with this shit. Just the mere mention of a name like Mark Spector, that invokes so much excitement. Oh, like just you you so saying cool. that got me fucking pumped, dude. That's it was fucking so, it was rad. Like a, it's a really 
fun. It, it only goes for about 12 or 13 episodes. It only ever sure. got one season, but it is a really fun TV show. Like, like consistent. It's just, it's good fun. Like, I remember the first time I watched it, like, I was f- literally fresh off. Because um, I think I ordered it from, like, uh, fucking Amazon or eBay or somewhere. Like, I had to track yeah. it down, like, buy yeah. because it, it never got released here in Australia. Gotcha. Um, and I, I was fresh off. I think Blade Trinity had just come out on DVD. Mm. Uh, this was before Blu-rays were a thing. Long Blu-ray was just a, a twinkling in someone's eye. Uh, DVD <laughs> was king, and you know Blade Trinity just got like this whiz bang two disc special edition with a director's cut and a comic, and like you know back when DVDs were really fun to buy. Mm. Um, and so I just literally gotten that and watched the watched it again, watched the director's cut and all, all the extra shit, and then jumped into the TV series. And it, it sort of threw me for a minute because it's it's a bit different. It's not as, like, yeah, it's a TV series. It's not yeah. going to compete with, like, the budget of, you know... I mean, Blade Trinity was huge because Blade was just such a fucking bankable franchise. Of course, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't as... Um, it wasn't as like wow as as the movies were, but it's a series that I've really come to love the more I've watched it because it's just it's fun and you kind of wish like oh man I really wish they'd gotten a second or a third season of this like because it had a lot of potential and like I said yeah dude playing Blade was fucking great you know his supporting cast were great it's it's a well put together show but it is very much. Um, I'm trying to think of like what was like I, Smallville, I, like small, it's yeah. It's a cut above Smallville. Like Smallville was like the sure. big popular superhero TV show yeah. of that time period. Gotcha. This is a step up from Smallville, but it's still not cool. The TV as we know it today, where it's like, oh, mm. the budget of Game of Thrones costs about as much as you know fucking Reservoir Dogs did <laughs> to make, you know, like. But uh, but like I I just feel like sometimes that that little short stay is probably a, a blessing in disguise because you know there's nothing worse than watching a se- a series go from awesome to just you know the wounded dog that just needs to be put out of its misery yeah you know yeah and totally. I would hate to see a great series like that get go down that path you know that's why I'm glad we had things like. The Exorcist and Blade and um, Werewolf and all that received those short runs that they did. Yeah. Because if it went any longer, who knows, man? It might not have fucking gone well, you know. Well, you don't. You don't ever want to see something get to the point where it's like, oh, we've slashed the budget in half, and yeah, you know, we're only going to get like four episodes this season. And yeah, just up and, you know, I'll tell you what, but I really wish fucking. I really wish that. Somewhere, somewhere in the nineties, in another universe, we had a fucking Moon Knight TV series. That would have been boss. Oh man, yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, dude, it just would have been like it would have been cheesy, but dude, it would have been so cool. Just because you know they would have got the costume I, bang on, yeah, the action spot on. Do you remember? Okay, you remember the Ultraverse? Yes. I am literally about to pull the trigger this week 
on the complete series of the Nightman TV series. <laughs> I find I didn't think it would ever get a physical release. I finally has. tracked it down. It got a physical release in the States. I'm like, I am fucking buying that. I am going to watch this fucking long-haired saxophone playing superhero dude from the 90s, like, kick-ass for one season. Fucking A. Dude, I think I only ever saw, like, two or three episodes of it when it first aired. I think that was literally all that aired in Australia. But I'm fucking I'm so going to try and track down anything online for it so we can talk about it on the show. That'd be so sick. Oh, man, I so want to grab the comics because I remember, like, loving them when they came out. And, yeah. I think mm. I've still got the Nightman vs. Gambit miniseries somewhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Which the was 90s. Like, that was a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, there was a lot of hair and capes and trench coats in that oh, series. the 90s. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Well, speaking of the 90s, <laughs> shall we uh, do the dance back to 1998? Oh, I think we should. I think we should, we should blood rave all the way back to there. Let's do it. Boom. Boom. So back in 1998, if you if you haven't figured out what movie we're talking about this week, fucking hell. We're, anyway. we're talking about The Leading Man, which is a great movie that was Bon Jovi's first acting <laughs> Aside from his brother, <laughs> and Young Guns too. Soundtrack by Poison. Bon <laughs> oh, fucking never gets up. Um, yeah, so 1998, this, this movie um, is going to kick off a three-parter for us uh, that we're going to dive into, this amazing trilogy of vampire films, which if you know us, you know we love this shit, and um, this movie in particular is fucking extra special. We're talking about the 1998 fucking revolutionary anti-hero vampire flick Blade, starring the one and only Wesley motherfucking Snipes. I love right? this fucking movie, man. I, I'm, I saw hey, this. Tell me your emotions. Tell dude, me your emotions. I saw this movie at the cinema. At I think least, I did too. At least eight times. Wow, Minimum. that's fucking good. Um. I went and saw Lethal Weapon 4 at least three to four times because it was playing the trailer for Blade. And I, <laughs> this, this was back before the internet. Um, and just for context, in case anyone's going, you're a fucking rich fuck. I like going to the movies four times just to watch trailer. Fucking you, first world problems. Well, movies but, didn't cost $18 to, to this go. Was, this was the 90s. Uh, and there was a thing called Cheap Ass Tuesday where you could go see a movie for five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> which was fucking awesome. <laughs> yep. And yeah, man, I fucking, I was obsessed with this movie. Like, I loved it. It was just so cool. Uh, just It was just the biggest can of whoop ass opened up in the fucking this is, cinematic this is, universe. I honestly think this is one of those movies that is absolutely perfect. Mm, it um, is. Because, like, yeah, it's just the, the storytelling is so economic. Everyone here understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. 
Like absolutely, the the character's perfect. Like I mean, and you can tell like Wesley Snipes is fucking all sorts of gear for this character. Like, he, oh, dude, he's this, deeply invested in this. He owns this character to the point where I think anyone else who plays Blade has got some very big shoes to fill. Um, well, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. But um, yeah, you want, dude, synopsisize us. Synopsis size. Well, I don't even have a theme song for our synopsis yet. Um, Blade, who is part vampire and part mortal, becomes a vampire hunter to protect human beings. He prevents vampires from taking control over the human race. That's kind of a shitty brief synopsis. But, um, that's yeah. pretty, much, pretty much the bare bones of it. <laughs> pretty much, man. But basically, this is a great, this is one of them great sort of um, battle of good and evil, but also old and new world of vampires where, you know, the fucking, the lead va- vampire villain played by Stephen Dorff, who is fucking unreal in this. Deacon Frost um, and my MVP for this movie. And also, yeah, after 100%. I watched this movie, my fashion icon for about three years. Oh, dude. He just <laughs> oozes style in this he movie, dude. fucking cool as shit. Yeah, dude. Like, he, like, man, I don't know, dude. I just... I, I don't even know where to start with, with the characters, but I love this. The film explores it, a great balance of Blade's backstory, but the battle um, that is about to ensue, and that is the new vampires taking over the old yes. world and bringing it to the surface. There's, there's so much I want to talk about that I love with mm. the movie. Uh, one of the main things is that I love that this movie doesn't do the origin. It gets the origin out of the way in like three seconds. Yeah, it's like, so, I, I love that it's, it's fast. Not, it's not like, oh, here's Blade's teenage years. Here's a training montage. Here's Blade's first minute. It's just like, no, nah, here's fucking nah. Blade. And I love that when you first meet Blade, like, the, I mean, that blood rave at Bro, the opening is just like, holy, like, literally to this day. Let's delicately walk into this scene because it is, if, if you haven't day, seen this movie, by the end of this episode, we promise you will be fucking scrambling to watch this shit. To this day, the best introduction of a comic book character on screen. Period. You get this fucking, and like, the world building, it's like, I mean, dude, it's like it, you've got a rave full of vampires that, like, yeah. have blood coming out of the sprinkler system. That's wow. cool. Well, wow. we, fucking we got... ekking their heads off to a fucking remix <laughs> of New Order's confusion. Well, before we get into the rave, we've got that fucking that cool car scene with with uh, with famous Lem, Lem, Lem from the Shield yeah. and Tracy Lords. <laughs> Tracy Lords, right? I mean, her role is pretty short lived. It's which like one, one of your surprised. favorite characters from the Shield and one of your favorite X Force stars. Yeah, pretty much, man. She was like the definitive porn star, and she played it. She had a role in this. I thought her role was brief, but she played it well. She helped set the scene for this fucking hapless dude who thinks that they're gonna get it on at this fucking rave party. 
uh, lo and behold, he fi- he soon quickly finds out that it's a blood rave and he's on the fucking menu. Yeah, he, I mean, poor, poor, poor bastard. I mean, you know, he just wants to get laid. But the cinematics of the walk in and um, we see that, that really cool um, Russian rave chick in the white with the little pigtails, blonde pigtails and shit. Just the way that the camera froze and stop started on her as she's dancing and shit. Oh, dude, Stephen Norrington directed the fuck out of this movie. Like, there's so much about this this five like this opening scene that I just fucking fell in love with the way it was shot. It was just pristine, right? Well, it's like I remember seeing this movie, man, and just like. I don't care if the rest of the movie shit after this. I'm going to see this again just for this opening scene. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, Tracy, Tracy Lawson is fantastic in this scene. As, as a, as oh, a yeah. Player. And it's I mean, great. that moment where you see Stephen Dorff walk past the dude mm. and just fucking stare daggers at him. Like, that was awesome. I mean, it's just the intros to the characters. Like, you know, the vampires in this are so cool and hedonistic. Like, you know, you got Quinn in the corner. He's snogging one chick and getting a blowjob from another while his mate's just sitting there having the smoke watching him. Like, oh, yeah, cool. And he looks straight out of fucking Vampire the Masquerade too, man. I fucking oh, dude, love the, his character. Like, yeah, like, there's so, like... There is so much cool shit in this yeah. fucking movie. Like, just yeah. what they do with the vampires, like, you know. I mean, yeah, like... I, I do feel like there was a little bit borrowed from uh, Vampire the Masquerade, like oh, in terms of like the vampire clans and stuff like that, which is cool because you know that was that was like you know in the nineties, man, the Masquerade was fucking huge. It was um, big business, man. So I, I think the fact that they tip their hat to the Masquerade and uh, acknowledge it is fucking great. Oh, dude, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I mean, the big thing for me is. I love Blade's intro. Like the music mm. dies down, the fucking blood ceasing to a trickle, and Blade's just there. And the fucking great thing is that every vampire shits themselves because they know who the fuck he is. Like right. the, the, except for the hapless dickhead that who's fucking fallen to his knees, and he looks up, and you just see the close up from Blade's black boots, and then just pans up. Yeah, it's like, dude. Like, I I love like I'm just like oh man, why can't every comic book movie be this good? <laughs> right? It's like it just it tells you the the great thing about this is not only is it a cool scene, it tells you there's so much storytelling in this scene without saying a word. It's just like this is vampires. This is what vampires do. Yeah. This is yeah. Blade. He's fucking scary. Well, that's the thing. They've set up everything in this scene. Like they, they've gone, they've walked through this fucking this butcher's abattoir thing, and and the guy can see fucking bodies in fucking body bags just getting skip, you know, skimmed along. So it's like if everything is told to you without obvious dialogue, it's so well put together. So then by the time by the time we get to Blade, it's like yeah, no stones are left unturned. Yeah, it's just like, and it's just like you know the 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 slow walk he does into the atmosphere, oh. and then like the, it just it tells you so much about the character because it's like he just slowly walks in, he's calm, he's cool, yep. 
And that little smile that he has, <laughs> where he's just like relishing the fact that all of these fucking monsters are scared to death of him. Yeah. Like, he just, it's like, this is a guy that loves his job. Like, yeah. he is just like, oh, this is going to be fucking fun. Like, mm. and then when he does start going to work, it's just fucking badass. Like, he Dude. is just a, like, you know, it's like, you just feel like when Black Label Society wrote Mass Murder Machine, they were mm. like watching Blade do his thing. Because it's like, mm-hmm. he fucks these people up. <laughs> yeah, it's not like subtle punches or anything. Like, no, he's fucking he, crushing skulls. He is just there to murder the fuck out of every vampire he can get his hands on. He's like staking dudes through the fucking head to the roof and shit like that. Like, yeah. And that yeah. samurai sword is a thing of beauty. Oh, dude. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like... He doesn't even pull out the sword until he's, like, slaughtered, like, half a dozen of these fuckers. <laughs> he's just I like, mean, he... oh, I'll shoot a few, I'll stake a couple, I'm going to fucking stake this guy and then kick his head into a fucking power conduit. Like... Yeah, dude. Like, it's so fucking good the way he just manhandles these vampires. And man, like there's some of the best fight choreography I have seen. It is amazing, man. It is just so amazing because it's like, you know, the the thing that I also absolutely adore about this movie is that it was R rated. Like it was like or well, R rated in the US, obviously it was an MA over here, but it's like they weren't concerned about like, oh, let's try and make Blade a little nicer. Let's we've got Happy Meals to sell. It's mm, just like no, no, yeah. no. He's Blade. He's badass. Like, mm, fucking mm. deal with it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, and I mean, you know, by the time he gets to like, like Quinn, like I mean, the the cool thing is, it's just like. You know, all, all these vampires, like, you know, you get some of them that are like, you know, get half a heart on and they're like, oh, no, I think I can take him. She's like, oh, no, you can't. You really mm. can't. Like, you're going to die, like, a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, going you know, to hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you know, the, just that scene where it's like he finally works his way up to Quinn. <laughs> yeah. And, like, nails him to the wall. And that little yes that Blade does is... That's That's the cool thing about this movie, too, is it's funny without trying to be obviously funny. But that's the thing, man. Like, he's a character that just loves what he does, man. He gets joy from this. That's uh, exactly it. It's like, he is a dude that loves his fucking work. Like... Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's like, oh, Blade, what are you doing on Saturday night? Anything fun? Yeah, killing a fucking club full of vampires. How about you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, like, that's the cool thing. And, it's like, and the great thing is, Blade doesn't say shit. No. So no. Like Minimal dialogue. Like, he doesn't say shit. Yeah. The first time you hear him speak is when he walks up to fucking Quinn after he nailed him to a wall with his fucking stake-firing shotgun, walks up to him and says, hey, Quinn, getting a little tired of chopping you up. I thought I might try fire for a change. And sets the dude on fire. (laughs) Which was fucking glorious. Staple guns him to a wall and then barbecues him. (laughs) 
I it's mean, like, it's like this fucking guy is harder than a coffin nail. <laughs> like, and this is the and this is the thing, dude. We're talking about this much action within the first half an hour in a movie that was made in 1998. That yeah, still shits all over everything in MCU right now in the last 10 years. Dude, that's exactly it. That's like, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, this is one of the best comic book adaptions ever made. Ever. It's like, oh, man, like, if only you guys were still pumping out shit like Blade, like, yeah. But this like, is where the mystery, not, this is not where every, the great, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, like, not every comic book can be as dark like not every comic book no movie. no you don't want to see like a vicious brutal captain america in the tradition of blade but it's like no. you want the people to be really taking shit seriously um oh, and not yeah. just forcing in jokes and stuff all the time and it's like every character is a smart ass it's like yeah, like... Well, that's the thing, you know, like, is Zack Snyder... I, I just read a quote from him today. I won't recite it because I don't remember it. But basically words to the effect of the MCU model today has the basic concept of action comedy covered. And he didn't want to explore any... He didn't want to compete with that in the DC universe, in the Snyderverse. He wanted uh, a, a universe that was rich in the mythology and stuff. And... I, I don't know what the point is, what I'm trying to say here, but, like, with this movie, it opened the doorways for for everything that today we've seen from the well, MCU. Like, this the is... Thing, it's like... This with, is with, it. Without, without Blade, like... Yeah. You know, rightly or wrongly, whatever my misgivings about the current state of comic book movies are, mm. rightly or wrongly, without Blade you don't have comic book movies as they exist now. No, like no. You, you just don't because, you know, before Blade you had like, you know, you had a few spots on the horizon here, mostly indie stuff that had done well, like the crow, yeah. uh, the mask, you know, that sort of thing, the rocketeer, judge dread, etc., etc. Like for you Marvel, know, big Marvel, Marvel didn't really have anything. Marvel didn't have shit. All Marvel had until this point was, you know, the... A bunch Captain of laughable America. TV series and TV movies. <laughs> the Captain America movie where he's got, <laughs> like, you know, the Italian Red Star. <sighs> uh, Dolph's Punisher. Um, yeah. A Fantastic Four movie that never, ever came out. Uh, and that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and with DC, it's like, well, you basically had uh, Batman, Batman Rocket, Superman. You know, you had Batman and Superman, and, you know, mm. Batman and Robin had pretty much put the nail in the coffin of, uh, you know, sort of big, like, superhero movies. Mm. Like, I mean, most people, when you say, like, comic book movie, they think Superman, Batman. They don't think The Crow, The Mask, Judge Dredd, etc. No. Like, they don't, you know, that doesn't really register with people. Blade changed all that. And I'd also like to point yeah. out, Blade also did bullet time before The Matrix. It did. Very like much that, right. that great scene so where Blade, like he fires on Deacon Frost and Frost dodges the mm -hmm. bullets. Like that was mm -hmm. um, that was bullet time before the Matrix. Like the Matrix was yeah. a new one. So this movie was ahead of its time in many ways, man. So it it really it's it's interesting. It's an interesting topic that we're going to get into over the three episodes, man. Because this movie really changed the game a lot. 
And it's kind of just has me, people like you and me, scratching our heads going, where did they go wrong after this? Like, why couldn't, you know, they, why couldn't they emulate something like this in future films? Well, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, you, you want, like, you know... Was it about comedy? selling Happy Meals? You know, action comedy, like, works for Spider-Man. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I get it. I get you know, it. It works for certain characters. Uh, for Thor, maybe not so much. Um, well, you know, they fucked that up. Well, this is this is my issue that I've said time and time again with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, it follows a very traditional formula. Now, for some stuff, like let's say Guardians of the Galaxy, that mm. formula works a treat. Mm. For other stuff, like Thor: Love and Thunder, it's awful. For mm. Moon Knight, it's awful. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just, yeah, it just, they, they've sort of like perfected their formula and just stuck with it. And see, see, that's my thing. Sorry. But like Moon Knight should have been like Blade. Yeah, absolutely. Opinion. Absolutely. Like it was very simple. They, they, it was almost foolproof, but they still managed to fuck it up. Well, and I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, you, you sort of saw some brief glimpses of hope with uh, yeah. Netflix shows, with Daredevil. Um, yeah, and Luke Cage, and to a degree. Like yep. You know, and but then it's like, oh, that hope quickly got dashed. And I mean, I'm kind of, I'm really on the fence about seeing some of these characters introduced into the MCU as it currently is. Like, I'm like, I don't want to see daredevil making smart ass remarks i don't want to see blade making smart ass remarks and i sure as fuck don't want to see the punisher doing it like i don't know i don't see these guys talking and i mean that's the thing it's like you know ever since like the avengers with joss whedon it feels like that's just the tone for everything now everyone talks like they were written by joss whedon uh and you know, when that works for certain characters, it's great. And when it doesn't, it really stands out. Like, yeah, so... And that's, and that's what's so memorable about Blade, in, you know, getting back to the movie. It's just like, it just, it sticks to a very keep it simple, stupid formula. Well, Blade you know? stays in character the whole time. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Blade is not, Blade doesn't stop to make jokes. Like, Blade's idea of making a joke is... I'm sick and tired of chopping you up with my sword. I'm going to light you on fire. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like him and Whistler, they're coming up with the most creative ways to just make a Vampire's Day a very bad day, you know? You've got got Whistler, like, making the smart-ass remarks and stuff. Like, you know, that great scene where, like, you know, he hands Blade that new new weapon and Blade's like, well, it's still heavy. And Whistler's like, but you're so big. Like, <laughs> it's like it's stuff like that. I mean, fucking Chris Christopherson as Whistler. Fucking oh, dude. He's chef's kiss, so right? Good. He's so great. I'm so Perfectly glad. Yeah. So glad they didn't completely kill him off in this one. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert for the 25-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, dude, like, like we talk about in this podcast a lot, we talk about chemistry and uh, the chemistry between these two characters is just so, so good. And that's, I think that's a big part of what makes this movie so memorable. 
is that relationship between Blade and Whistler and, well, yeah. and the two actors that play them. Oh, dude, yeah. And, I mean, it's one of those things too, like, you know, like I was saying before, like Blade stays in character. Like, you know, in any other movie, the, the fucking awesome thing about this movie is this movie broke so many tropes of movie making at the time because in any other like action movie which is you know mm-hmm. kind of what this is like an action horror yeah. um you know you would have a romance angle in there yeah no 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 from blade like blades just big like, no yeah. a big no like, i mean the, the great thing is it's like you know in any other movie like you know there'd be a moment where him and the doctor that he saves like you know start to like you know fall yeah. for each other or whatever blades yeah. just like you know, she's just like, oh, I need to kill myself. Blaze is like, you're useless. It's yeah. like, fuck it, dude, harsh. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Tell us, tell us what he's, you really think. <laughs> he's full of tough love, dude. I fucking dig it. It's great. Yeah, like, he's, he is focused on what he wants to do, and what he wants mm. to do is kill vampires. Absolutely. Like, the level know. of focus is so fucking intense. I love it. It's... Yeah, it's up there. With I mean, the but the thing was, the thing is, it's like that's where, like, and that's that's what the great thing about how Wesley plays him is that, like, he just gets this character, and he just, yeah, you know, Blade is at his happiest. The only time Blade's happy is when he's kicking ass and fucking killing vampires. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, and then, like that's the thing. It's not to say that this movie is completely bereft of humor. Like, there's some really mm. funny lines from Deacon Frost. There's mm-hmm. some really funny shit from Quinn. Even Blade, like, you know, when that cop tries to shoot him, when he goes back to the hospital to kill Quinn, mm. when the cop shoots him and Blade's like, motherfucker, you out of your damn mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's classic Wesley Snipes right there, right? Dude, but that's the thing. It's like, I remember, like, watching this, because, I, like I said, I saw this so many times at the movies. Like, I would go with friends. Friends would be like, oh, I haven't seen Blade yet. I'm like, we're going. I'm coming with you. We're going to go. What with was that, Blade. mate? Yeah. Uh, what? You there? Oh, yeah, you there, dude? Yeah, yeah, we just lost your connection well, there dropped, for a second. We had a but bit no, of a like, side attack. Yeah, it must have been. But I remember, like, you know, friends would be like, oh, like, I haven't seen Blade yet. And I'd just be like, oh, we're going. We're going to yeah. go watch Blade. We're going. To... I'm coming with you. And I would just <laughs> love watching friends, like, react to watching mm. this movie because I'd seen it so many times. I, like, knew it inside out and I was watching it again, obviously. But, like, the fun part was also seeing friends just like, you know, cracking up at certain bits and yeah. really getting into it. So, you know, it's, it's such a great, fun movie. And it's a great, fun movie to watch with friends as well. Absolutely. Think, to be fair, it's a great, fun movie to watch fucking any day ending in Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great movie. Um, like, yeah, with, with this movie, it, the, the story continues down a, a pretty cool path where, you know, We've, we've been briefly introduced to Stephen Dorff's character, Deacon Frost, um, who is revealed to be just this vampire mastermind for the new gen, you know, the new blood of vampires. Yeah, he's like um, a rock vampire. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he's fucking cool as fuck, man. Like, when we first meet him sitting at the fucking, at the board meeting with all the fucking ancient vampires, he's just there lighting up a cigarette, just looking cool as fuck, like the... Like the kid at detention just goes, yep, 
What have I done now? Yeah, I just, I love Deacon Frost. And I, I mean, I've always loved Stephen Dorff as an actor. Like, the fucking. I feel like he studied um, Christian Slater's character from fucking uh, Pump Up the Volume. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just so, like, rebellious and punk. He is, man. Like, yeah, dude. He's just got no respect for these, like, traditional old vampires that are all, like, you know, in his view, like, they're outdated, they're stodgy, they're just like, you know, they're, they're and, got, and, they've got no forward thinking. No. Like, and they're fucking know. great. I love the old vampires. They're fucking oh, Udo wonderfully here. cast. Udo yep. here and there, like, he's fantastic, like, you yep. know, and a nice nod to, like, him playing Dracula and Andy Warhol's Dracula, like. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool, know. man. Like, yeah, I mean. And Frost is just such a cool character, and he's just like, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing about Frost is like, you know, you get to the deleted scenes on the Blu-ray or the DVD, um, you know, even the movie novelization, which I, of course, have, um, you know, he's got this whole <laughs> program to like, in, in like, in its whole master plan set up where it's like, you know, he's basically going to like build these like blood farms where he keeps humans alive and you know, drains them, turn the whole world into vampires. Like, you know, they've still got their food source. They can keep going. Mm. It's very cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's a very interesting plot. Um, and whereas the, the vampires of old are trying to plead with him to say, Hey, look, we've, we've lasted this long in the shadows. Let's stay in the shadows. And he's going, fuck that shit, man. I want to fucking party. You know? well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I love that line he has where he's like, we should be ruling the humans, not fucking yeah. like back alley treaties with them. And he's like, I just yeah, love exactly. where he he's like, for fuck's sake, these people are our food. <laughs> like, exactly. Dude. He's got so many cool lines. Like, he's, he's he such does. a cool character. Um, you go, I mean, this is the thing. Look, guys like Stephen Dorff and all the, all the actors, they must have had such a good time playing these characters because they had fucking great dialogue to work with. Well, I mean, yeah, I've I've seen like interviews with Stephen Dorff where he's just like, you know, blades. He's like, you know, basically, and people are just like, oh yeah, but you're a has been. He's like, you know, blades still better than any MCU movie. I'm just like, yeah, dude, you're right. Like, you know, <laughs> fucking a, dude. That's I'm the sorry, thing, man. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. He's right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing, man. They can they can say whatever they want about Stephen Dorff, Wesley Snipes, you know, and and where they're at in life now, whatever they want. But at the end of the day, their legacy, they got to make possibly the most kick-ass fucking MCU movie, period. Well, and yeah, to this I day. Mean, that's the thing. It's like... I think the cool thing about Blade is, like, it can take place in the Marvel Universe. Like, not everything... Not everything has to interconnect. Like, the Punisher doesn't need to, like, no. meet the Avengers. Blade no. doesn't need to, you know, team up with the Fantastic Four. Like... You know, you can I think have we're these... over overdone that shit. I oh, did absolutely. I mean, look, I'm I'm not against like you know you have these characters team up like every fucking five years or whatever for a big event movie. That's kind yeah. of cool, but you can have these characters that occupy their own dark little corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you know cross paths with the characters that fit with them, like mm. you know Ghost Rider or Wolverine or whatever, like. You know, you, you can do that. You don't have to have everything, like, interconnect. But, um, and I mean, look, this movie's just so great. There's so many great action sequences in here it as really well. Is. Like, I mean, you know. The... the abundance of action in this is fucking incredible. 
I mean, I love the scene where Blade goes into that club where the the crazy little Japanese chicks are performing that fucking yes. that song. And so I love that song. I wish it's like pre-baby metal. Yeah, it, it's, it's like so baby metal before baby metal. It is. It so is. It's so cool, and it's just like, and like the sleazy old Japanese businessmen yeah. just all sitting there, fucking yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. The, every fucking scene in this movie just oozes cool because it's like mm. you you get to that spot. I mean, and like the drive there, that scene where Blade's explaining like the rules of the vampire world to the yeah. doctor chick. And like you see that vampire feeding on the chick on the corner is so fucking where that was uh, vampire, vampire that masquerade. masquerade that was totally. so masquerade so was yeah but then like the, the intro to that club where he like walks up to the door and the bouncer's like oh an invitation please and then you, the next scene is just like blade throwing the fucking dude through the door like just belt <laughs> yeah. and just walk so up. good the cool thing is that like. Wesley just plays Blade as, like, he is, like, fucking the ultimate alpha male. It's, like, he is not worried about anything. He doesn't have to prove shit to anyone. He walks into a club full of fucking vampires like he owns the joint. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, I will fuck up anyone that gets in my way, and I won't even think twice about it. Like, you know, he's walking through this club. These dudes are, like, sitting there watching him. Security's coming up, and he's just, like, fucking wrecking them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as he walks through, like after this cop, and it's so cool. Like it, the thing is, you know, um, like some people might like bitch and say, like, you know, oh, but like the character's just invincible. Like he needs a way. It's like no, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. Like he he gets fucked up later on. Like you know when he's fight when Frost turns well, into fucking we, like. Yeah, we see his vulnerabilities later on. Well, that's exactly it, and it's just like if. And, and if an average vampire can give Blade any grief, then he's not very good at his job, is he? Like, no, that's right. You know, Blade, Blade killing, like, your run-of-the-mill fucking vampire that's partying at a rave, that's like fucking... He does that shit before breakfast. Like, mm. that's, that's nothing to him, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's just so cool to see, like, a character that's just played with everything that makes them cool, you know? Like, yeah, there's, there's just so many... Yeah, it's yeah. like... There's you, so many managed, good moments. Well, that's it, man. It's like you've managed to translate onto the screen everything we love about this character and everything yeah. that makes this character cool and appealing that makes us want to go watch this. Like That's right. And he's a character that's just carrying all these cool fucking weapons. He's got the coolest fucking outfit. Like, he's got this body armor fucking chest plate on. He's got the cool Oakley sunglasses. Oakley sales must have gone through the roof. Oh, after fuck, this man, movie. would they? What? Yeah, right? <laughs> And, and like every, the, the every, fucking... every single Blade movie has a cool scene of him catching his sunglasses and slipping yeah, on. It's like, that's I'm product placement right there. I am here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's the thing, man. Like, there's so many cool things. And, and his, his weapons are just kick-ass. The car is kick-ass. Um, I love I love his fucking um, throwing oh, the uh, blade. shuriken yeah. blade, the blades. Yeah. Holy shit, that thing is a thing of beauty yeah i was torn between that and the samurai sword his fucking sword is one of the coolest fucking things i've ever seen i used to have a replica of the sword it was fucking rad i had to sell it unfortunately like years and years and years ago um but it was it was like a prized possession for a while it was so cool yeah 
dude, that, that, that shit was so dope, man. But, like, he, he's blessed with so many cool weapons. And, you know, he's it, throughout the course of this movie, he's giving the vampires a fucking very bad day. The fucking, the old school vampires don't know how to fucking, you know, deal with this problem. Deacon Frost is going, well, fuck this. I'm going on with my master plan. And Blade's not a part of it. So I'm going to fuck so, you know, um, Blade is stuck with this fucking doctor who's a hematologist to try and, you know, make sense of all this shit. And meanwhile, she's fucking bitten by a vampire as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, it fucking goes down some pretty cool fucking um, deep dips and dives, eh? Oh, man. Well, it's just, it's so rad. And like, I mean, you know, just the... The you know the the mythology that they build into it with like mm. you know Frost wanting to resurrect this fucking vampire god that will turn the entire well, world into vampires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Quinn is such a great henchman for Deacon Frost. Like he's just he's such a fucking. I mean, I love that. I'm gonna be naughty. I'm gonna be a naughty vampire god. Like, he's, <laughs> he's such a fun great character he brings that witty balance to the movie he does he's just he's, he's like great comic relief like yeah um yeah like and i mean you know you get to, you get to the, the the finale of course where like you know they've finally captured like you know they've basically worked out that <clears throat> you know they need the blood of the daywalker which is what they call mm. blade to you know awaken this fucking vampire god so they basically go after whistler you know we think chris christopherson's being killed blade goes on a fucking rampage oh dude does he fucks up an office building full of vampires before they finally you know basically it's revealed that deacon frost has kept blade's mother alive who he thought died giving birth to him and and that first showdown Yeah, and that first showdown between Deacon Frost and Blade in the park with Deacon holding that little Japanese schoolgirl. Dude. Oh, that was morbid (laughs) as fuck, dude. (laughs) That was gone. It's just like, it just shows the focus of Blade. It's like, he's not really doing this to save humanity, which is why, like, you know, I draw the comparisons to the Punisher like Mm. the Punisher doesn't kill criminals because he wants to make the world a better place he does it because he hates them and Blade is not killing vampires to save humanity he's killing vampires because he hates them and you know as he says to the doctor in the train station like you know every time I take one of them out I get a little piece of my humanity back like you know so it's like he's basically doing this because he's you know sort of like vicariously killing the part of him that he hates, which is his vampire side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, it's fucking great. And, and you know, and like you say, it just builds up to this ultimate finale where Deacon has put all the, the fucking, the, the pieces in place and he's cracked a fucking, uh, <laughs> he's got, I love how he's got the jab of the hut vampire fucking cracking the code to <laughs> unlock this puzzle. <laughs> I'm sorry, I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was hilarious. Like, and I mean, that was also another fun moment as well, where it's like, you know, if he moves, fry him. She's got this UV lamp on him, barbecues this fucking jab of the hut vampire, and Blade's just like looking at her, like, what? And, you know, the doctor's like, he moved. (laughs) It's it's such a fun little moment. 
but you know, you, you get to the end where like they're in the, the underground temple and like, you know, the fucking, you know, they're trying to bleed blade dry. So he's, he's weakened, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then he finally, like you actually see what happens when blade feeds on human blood and he just turns into this fucking unstoppable killing machine. Yeah, like, like he's like fucking hyper rage. Yeah, he's like fucking, you know, he he, he would give Wolverine in his berserker fucking rage the most fucking, like, a run for its money, like, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he just like fucking jumps, like, you know, he feeds, like, kills his mother, like, he's yeah. a vampire, like, Kind of like, wow, that's badass. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty brutal, dude. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you just see him go on this rampage trying to work his way up to Deacon Frost, who's just like, you know, fucking gotten possessed by this vampire god. And, like, yeah, dude, that final action sequence where Blade is just like fucking raging like all fuck, and like, it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's pretty full on. It's kind of an interesting um, observation I made too because a lot of these 90s and even 80s um, action flicks, you know, like it, we saw this in with even with Masters of the Universe last week with Skeletor. You know, he gets the ultimate power that he's been working to get for so long and he only has it for about less than 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it just seems like... A- in a lot of these films like these bad guys they've worked the whole movie to get this ultimate power they finally get it and they lose it before they even fucking get settled in with it well it's really funny because i remember there was going to be um like blade trinity before it became what it was uh i remember after blade 2 came out one of the scripts that was going around for blade trinity uh, hmm. was rumoured to be basically, uh, you know, uh, almost like an I Am Legend thing where it was like Blade was pretty much the last human on Earth kind of thing. Like, that would have been sick. against a world that had been turned into vampires. Like, you know, someone had basically followed on from Deacon Frost's work hmm. and basically, you know, succeeded and, you know, triggered a vampire Armageddon. And, yeah, Blade was basically like, you know, last man on Earth kind of thing. And it was very much a post-apocalyptic, dystopian, like, yeah. Which would have been rad. I would have loved to have seen that. I I always kind of hope, like, oh, man, what if they did Blade 4, but they did that? That would be cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, one can only wish. But, um, yeah, look, this this movie ends on a fucking pretty, yeah, pretty high fucking... It's like a really cool roller coaster. It just ends and you go, oh, man, that was fun. I want to ride that again. Well, dude, that was the thing. It's like this movie starts off with, like, such a great, memorable, kick-ass action scene mm. and then ends with one. Yeah. Um, and, it, 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 like, you know, not a, like the fight between Frost and, and Blade is so cool. Like, you know. Yeah, that's it. Deacon that, gives that, him a bit of a good run for his money. Yeah, like that great moment where Quinn's like, you know, oh, I've got two new hands. I don't know which one to kill you with first. And Blade just like fucking <laughs> takes his head off. Like, <laughs> like I mean, you know, it, it just like, and yeah, like you've just got this epic ending fight. Like, I mean, the, the Blade just, the one time Blade drops a one-liner and it is 
perfection itself right before mm. he like kicks this fucking anticoagulant serum into fucking Deacon Frost's head and explodes him. Like, Which is know, a the, fucking cool dose of special effects. Dude, like the the some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. It's like <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like fucking drop the mic. Like Yeah, dude. That was some cool <laughs> shit. You wanna get him some ice for that burn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really fucking cool, man. I love that shit. That weapon was so fucking cool. And um, I love I love how Deacon, initially, when he first comes across those fucking vials, the, the fucking needle, uh, the weapons, he, he thinks that it was Blade Serum. And yeah. He's like, oh, you want some of your precious serum? It's like, <laughs> what did you try some? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that could have ended the movie right then and there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's 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 so rad, and I mean, like you know, I mean, I love I love like you know, I, one of the great moments that always got a good laugh was like when Blade is first like you know he's worked his way through like all of these like he's killed like literally every fucking vampire in the room except for Deacon Frost, and like you know they get in that sword fight and Blade just fucking cuts loose, cuts him in half, and because he's been possessed by this thing, like he just like you know the blood in his body just pulls him back together. And there's that classic moment where Blade just turns around, doesn't say it, just mouths, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Always got a great laugh every time I watched it in the cinema with people. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. He he brings that really good balance to the character, like that, 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 um, that quality dose of, vintage Wesley Snipes magic that we've seen in his previous works and he brings it in with the, the touch of serious that is Blade. You know, it's yeah. just just such a cool balance that he brings to the character and I fucking yeah. applaud that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, he just, yeah. I mean, like you know, you, you talk about, like, fucking, like, untouchable casts. It's like, you know, he Wesley Snipes' Blade is up there with, like, Christopher Reeve as Superman, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, he just nails it like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine like I mean that is one thing I always would fucking love to see would be like Wesley Snipes' Blade and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine taking on vampires I think that would be fucking rad <clears throat> that would be fucking great <laughs> that would be so fucking cool because there's been some really cool Blade Wolverine team ups in the comics so I think that would be really rad um, well but, man in this day and age don't rule it out well you know the, the fun thing is like a couple of fun things before we, we wrap up on on mm. this uh, this awesome fucking movie that is just a thing of beauty um mm. there is a deleted scene on oh i know the one you're gonna talk about yeah which uh you know um when the movie ends you know blades killed deacon frost you know um and him and the doctor are climbing out of the underground fucking temple and there is a figure seen on a rooftop uh in the distance and that was going to be, um, before it was changed, was going to be Morbius, apparently. Which was fucking cool, and it was actually played by the director of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Stephen um, Morrington. Yep, and what I love about that, that brief little moment uh, is the fact that they've really pulled from the Morbius look of the comics of the 90s, which is my yeah. favourite fucking yeah. era Ditto. of Morbius. You know, I have a figure of that Morbius from that era Dude. of the comics. It's so cool. 
one series I wish I'd completely collected. But um, fucking... I'm missing. What am I missing? I think I'm missing issues uh, 17 through to 32. Just such... Yeah, like Blade, a very satisfying character, man. So yeah. it would have been great to see something come out of that that um, deleted scene. And why... Do you know why they didn't use that? I believe it's because at the time uh, a Morbius movie was in development. Uh, right. From, so like, they were it was going, politics. Well, it was basically a case of like we could intro Morbius here in Blade or we could do Morbius in his own movie. Let's do him in his own movie because he's really That's popular. That's a real shame. That's um, a real shame. And obviously it just like never came together. And I mean, it's funny because it's like, you know, the whole um, Reaper virus that is introduced in Blade 2 is mm. very similar to, you know, like Morbius being a vampire created by science rather than, mm. you know, traditional means. Yeah, so yeah. I always found that a really interesting little parallel. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that would have been really kind of fucking cool to see. Um, yeah. And the other interesting thing is that in the novelization of the movie, um, there's a there's a little beat at the end of Blade where you see Blade just back on the job in Moscow going hunting vampire. <laughs> I love that. I it, love that little epilogue scene. Oh, it's fucking so great. Cool because it's just like it's just like Blade's just like it's not like you saved the world. You're a hero. Blade's just like yeah, it's fucking. It's just Tuesday. Whatever. I'm yeah. You know, I got work to do. Fucking uh, back on <laughs> the job. I, I, I just love how he talks Russian to the fucking vampires or Nostrovia Russian. Yeah, whatever he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, it's like basically it's like, fucking you know, cool. Quote, quotes whistle. It's like, you know, catch you at a bad time. <laughs> yeah. in, in the, the, the reason why he says that he quotes that whistler line is that in the novelization, that vampire that's feeding on the chick, you don't see them. And when the vampire turns around to face Blade, it's actually Whistler. Wow. And in the novelization, the movie ends with Whistler, you know, facing off against Blade and saying, oh, this will be interesting. And that's where it ends. <sighs> Dude, that would have been great. Really fucking cool. But I'm kind of glad they didn't go with that so that they could bring Same. Whistler back to life in Blade yeah. 2. Yeah. Because yeah. he's such a great character and him and Blade together are just like fucking perfection. It's just like that yeah. great mentor-student, father-son it, it relationship. It's, it's like, an important relationship. Yeah. It's a very important one. But, um, man, this movie fucking rocks on so many levels. The soundtrack fucking rips. Oh, dude, um, the soundtrack is fucking amazeballs. Like, I mean, it's it's total 90s bliss, but, man, it fucking rips. It yeah. works. It works yeah. the charm for this movie. Yeah, it's like, I mean, all three of these movies have fucking amazing soundtracks. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, just great. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, dude, fucking in wrapping up, I've, I've got to say, man, like, uh, if you haven't seen this, I highly would encourage you, um, and taking a quote from your book, mate, get the Blu-ray and fucking check out all the cool special features. Check out that awesome deleted scene with Morbius. It's so it's, um, just, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, like this whole trilogy is just like this. This should be in everyone's DVD and Blu-ray collection because it's just. These I have the Blade great. DVD and I fucking love it. It's just yeah, it's a great oh, movie. Yeah, I've 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 got the whole. Uh, yeah, I've got. I think I've got all of them on Blu-ray. I mean, I I got. I mean, I. This is one of those movies where like I grabbed a copy of the VHS the second I could. Nice. Uh, nice. 
like I got it on DVD the second I could. Um, I actually think I got this on DVD before I had a DVD player. <laughs> it was just like, well, <laughs> if I buy it, I have to get a player. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But it's a fucking, it's a rad movie and everyone should check it out. And um, I think, I think we've given you more than enough reason on this episode to fucking check it out. Well, that's the thing. It's this, this movie is a modern classic. Like it really is. Like... Well, the thing is, if you love vampires and you love kick-ass martial arts action, look no further. This is the definitive fucking vampire action film. Well, it is. It's like the great, like, it's just like a perfect horror action movie. Like, you know, the, it, the it, gore's on point, the fucking action's on point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it treats vampires the way you want to see them. Like, it doesn't, exactly. like, it doesn't turn them into, like, mindless zombies or something. Like, no. You know, all, all, all the affection in the word world to, from Dust Till Dawn, but, like, you know, those could have been anything. They didn't really have to be vampires. Um, you know, it's, it's just, like, you know, the vampires are treated well. Like, the vampires are done in a, in a way that's very reminiscent to Vampire the Masquerade and, mm-hmm. you know, into the embrace that that kind of thing you know blade is fucking like the fucking coolest vampire hunter ever like ever you know, yep. like it's just like yeah well, okay van helsing and buffy like you know you guys just go, <laughs> go get some lunch like yeah wesley's got it <laughs> yeah yeah if he if he needs clean up or something he'll let you guys know totally. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just such a perfect movie on every level and it's a, it's a fucking rocking good time and like you said man it's like a roller coaster you get to the end and you're just like i want to ride that again um fucking it, do. it's a movie that like you know like so many other classic movies like aliens or predator or robocop mm. or whatever it's got infinite replay value like you can it really does. you can start watching blade watch it and then you can just chuck it on again and, and spin it through again because it's like there's so many cool bits like that's it, right it's an absolute classic um it's not a chore to go through like a lot of the current mcu movies that you need to collect connect the dots it's like this movie holds its own and then some well and that's the great thing about this trilogy as well is that like you can literally drop in anywhere like you mm. don't if you've seen them from the start it's cool and it certainly helps um but you can drop into blade two and just enjoy it without having seen yep. blade one there's enough information in there to let you know what you missed out on um and make you even want to go back and check out blade one um 100 blade trinity you can drop into blade trinity and not have to have seen anything that's come before like yeah it's fucking great the movie has it all man the action the vampires the fashion the gore uh, the soundtrack it just fucking rocks on every level i'm so glad we've fucking done this episode um (laughs) our job sucks (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) 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 but um no, it's cool. This is a good kickoff to the to our three-parter deep dive into the Blade series. And, uh, yeah, man, fucking it's been a good one. And fucking, we'll, yeah, we'll tune back in for Blade 2, which will be a fucking hoot as well. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover this. We'll cover number three. And we'll even um, theorize a little bit about the Blade reboot, maybe. 
Yeah. Um, hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe not too much, but you know, just it'll, we'll it'll sprinkle be, it. We'll glaze over the conversation. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just our thoughts, anyway. But um, yeah. In the meantime, fucking have yourselves a freaky Friday and tell your mates about us and fucking. Thanks for listening in, and we hope you dug this episode as much as we dug fucking doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed that we're doing Blade, man. Just, yeah, I, fuck, I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not a chore to do this one. It's fucking, uh, yeah, it's a fucking good excuse. So, but, excuse me. But, um, yeah, to, uh, at the time of this recording, fucking, uh, I'm off to Capricorn and uh, fucking up in Rockhampton. So, uh, Rocky, yeah. Yeah. up in Rocky, mate. Yeah, mate. So, no vampires up in Rocky. Oh, can you imagine vampires in Rockhampton? <laughs> anyway, that oh, God, that reminds me of a terrible joke. Yeah. Uh, why are there no uh, vampires in Africa? Is, why are there no vampires in where? In Africa. In Africa, why? Because Toto blessed the rains down there. Isn't that fucking terrible? That is fucking terrible, but I actually pay that. That's fucking good. <laughs> well, on that note, Someone we're out of here. that hasn't heard that song is going, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And I'm not going to explain it. So no. we will see you back here tomorrow for more terrible jokes and uh, yeah. rad. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have some fun with rad tomorrow. We're getting old Jim Carrey crazy. It's going to be fun. Oh, so, yeah. Till then, stay freaky, tell your mates about us, and um, we'll, we'll fucking see you then. We will see you tomorrow. Adios. Yep, no more Mori. It'll, uh, it'll cure your ills. <laughs> <laughs>